Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, APA Team himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. And to no, my I'm left, I'm good. Sorry, G Dub himself. This is Garrett. How you doing? Doing good. My name is Marvin. We're here for the Wednesday Comics podcast uh, for the week of the uh, two twenty three, two twenty four. You know, two twenty two. You know, a lot of twos involved with this. Two twenty two, two zero two one, and then tomorrow two twenty three. Two zero two one. So a lot of twos. So uh, we're here to tell you about the comics coming out this week. That's DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, Boom Studios, whatever it has something coming out that uh, looks interesting to us. We will talk about here. Uh, and today, for a very special episode, uh, we are going to discuss uh, some happenings around the uh, the uh, the TVs and the movies and the uh, things comic related. But not necessarily the pulp uh, pages in which you read your comics. Um, a lot of people around the uh, United States, and they had reports that comics were coming late to shops and stuff like that. So we figured, we, you know, we'll give you an extra little time. And this week, instead, we will cheer your uh, your uh, your minds and ears with a little bit of uh, movie cheer, TV, movie TV talk. <laughs> Before we get there. Let's talk about some comics that are coming out this week. For February 23rd, 2021, DC Comics. Uh, I wanted to bring this one up here. Garrett's been talking about it. I'm not sure on the show. I think it's just off the show. Maybe on the show. Who knows? Batman Black and White number three. Uh, in this issue, we have stories from John Ridley and Olivia Colpel. We have uh, Belisk Evely doing a story. It looks like she's writing and drawing. Nick Dragata, co-creator of East to West. Makes his DC writing debut. Uh, we have uh, the co-writer of uh, Grayson and the writer of Nightwing, Tim Seeley. And looks like we have Bengal, who uh, did Death or Glory for um, Image with Rick Remender. So uh, we have those stories to look forward to here. I see a big bat robot on the opening two-page spread, so that's good enough. Uh, for me there. Uh, Garrett, how's this book been? It's been so much fun. I mean, the best creative teams of the last five years have been uh, on some of the stories. And, like, it's, you know, you get, like, three stories a book. Uh, it's only three ninety nine or four ninety nine, And it's, you leave it and you're like, I got my money's worth. Like, three awesome tales, um, all, like, full of action or full of heart or full of mystery and suspense. Just really well done, and I'm excited. Like, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of the uh, Dark Knight himself, Future State Dark Detective number four, uh, written by Mariko Tamiki, art by Dan Mora, and a backup Red Hood by Joshua Williamson and Janias uh, Milo Ganadis. And uh, that's something that uh, I think at this point we've all stop reading who knows you might still be reading red hood but uh the dark detective and guess what here alex uh literally just figured out when i said hey another one with the dark knight that it's called dark detective because the dark knight the whole time well why is it called dark got him (laughs) (laughs) uh alex what do you think about this book 
so good. So, so beautifully well done, uh, both writing and art. I actually probably give this the, the edge over the next Batman, at least from issue three. Loved it more than the last one. I Who knows? This book either blow me away. I doubt it's going to let me down in any sort of way, but who knows? Weirder things have happened. Uh, makes me excited for the team to be on the ongoing detective, so it's it's just a nice uh, segue into that book in March. There we go. Segue, uh, making an appearance on the podcast for the first time. Um, and I'm talking about, Alex was talking about the machine, not the way to... Yeah, yeah, the, the two-wheeler thing, thing that yeah, you do. Yeah. Two wheels? <laughs> two wheel. I think it's only two, yeah. There's not one underneath that It's like base. a stand-up bike, except for it's not a bike. You don't have a middle wheel to balance things out? I don't think so. I think that's called a trike. Mm-hmm. But boom boom. I know they had a, a off-road one that they were uh, trying to put out. In case you're interested. Uh, future Man, State. crazy. <laughs> future State Batman. Well, it didn't work out so good. You didn't know the story? <laughs> no. They were, they were making an off-road version, and the creator of the Segway was testing it out on a hill. Or like a cliff, and it it uh, kept going. He couldn't stop it, and he went over the cliff. I hope that's not a true story because I feel horrible for laughing. It is a hundred percent true story. You can look it up. That sucks. I'm a jackass for laughing. I actually think he rolled. It went backwards. He couldn't stop it. Something like that. Yeah, too much off. It actually went off road. Uh, Future State Batman Superman number two Jin. Lynn Yang and uh, Ben Oliver. Are you reading this, Karen? Yep, yep. I'm getting that. What do you think? Uh, issue one was pretty good. Um, it it's literally it takes place before Future State, so it doesn't yeah. really feel like it's Future State. If you know what I mean, but it's like literally the last team up they do before everything starts going down with Future State. So I like it. It's very interesting. Uh, you know, similar to the actual Batman Superman book, which I'm pretty sure. Uh, Gene Lin Yang's on right now, so uh, yeah, I like it. Good team up. Um, Feature State Suicide Squad too. I don't know if we've ever talked about the first one. Um, Robbie Thomas, Jeremy Adams, uh, Javi Fernandez, and Fernando uh, Parisian. Is anybody getting this? I got number one. Haven't read it. I see that. I the, read issue one. It was. It was all right. The peacekeeper. It was very wordy. You see, the peacekeeper is the uh, peacemaker. Excuse me, is the uh, the main character. Uh, I mean, he's on the cover. No. Oh no, I would say there's a team that uh, you think is the Suicide Squad oh. when you start the book, and yeah. it ends in revealing who the team is. But it says peacekeeper attacks or peacemaker attacks. Excuse me. So this must be the first one he's in. Uh, mm. Which, obviously, they're going to make that a big thing because he's going to be in the next movie and, uh, you know, you got John Cena and the next TV show. So, uh, Future State House of L, Superman number one. This is by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Scott uh, Gatlowski. Uh Garrett, I'm sure you're going to get this one because you said that Phillips are doing a good job over there at the uh, Superman Man of War, is that what it's called? Uh, World at War. World at War. Yeah, and issue two ended on a cliffhanger that it ends in House of L, so you have to get it to, to read the rest of the story. Jeez, that cross-promotion, so, huh? Yeah. Well, speaking of which, uh, Generations Forged, number one. I believe this is the cross between 
Um, nope, never mind. This is from Dark Knight's Death Metal. I thought this was a thing going to be between what we're reading now and the next thing, but uh, I guess not. Uh, Dan That's Jer- next week. Oh, okay. Dan Jurgens, Andy Schmidt, Robert Vendetti. Uh, name I haven't heard in a while and don't know what he's been up to. Brian Hitch, Dan Jurgens, Mike Perkins, and Bernard Chang. So if you're interested in that, coming off the pages of uh, the uh, Dark Knight Death Metal. Which didn't end that in like months ago, two months ago, three months ago? Uh, at least a month ago. So, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a month then now. I took that back. Uh, here we go. DC Black Label. This is Harley Quinn number five. Uh, yeah, Batman White Knight presents, excuse me, Harley Quinn number five. Uh, Katana Collins, Sean Murphy, Mateo Scalero on the art there. Uh, Alex, what do we think here with the the uh, dark white knight Harley Quinn? Jesus Christ. Well, well that was uh, great. Honestly, I it's so nice to still be in that white knight realm and getting that that uh, focus on Harley that I actually think she deserves. Sometimes I'm not a Harley fan, uh, but there's there's nothing wrong with the words. There's nothing wrong with the script. It just it's fan fantastic, fan fucking tastic. There you go. I'll be the first one to drop the f bomb. It's fan fucking tastic. Get this book, and if you haven't, you're missing out on something. All right, calm down. Uh, the next one here. Oh, let me go back. For some reason. Not, oh, there we go. The uh, next Batman Second Son Chapter One. This is the digital first series by John Ridley, uh, Tony Akins, Mark Morales, uh, Rex Locus, and Doug Bringwith. Uh, this is the. Oh, let me just read this little synopsis here for you. Meet Tim Jace Fox, estranged son of. Billionaire Lucius Fox and Man of Mystery, what has the eldest son of one Gotham's premier families, one of, of one Gotham's, I think they messed that up, it says of one, instead of of one of, Gotham's premier family's been up to in these missing years, and how does he find himself getting shot at in the juggles of Vietnam, what are the answers of any more as the story of Second Son begins, so I believe it's, it's a prequel it sounds like. Uh, so this is the first digital chapter. I mean, digital first. And it looks like after the first three digital chapters, it will be collected in a debut print issue available April 6th. So yeah, you can read this digital first, or you can wait till April 6th and get it in that old pulp we were talking about before. So there is that. And I will let you know, these next comics going up here, uh, when I was on Diamond and clicking, making different tabs for these, they went all over the place. So who knows what, what order we're going in. But uh, let's start first. I'm sure this was not the first one on the list, but it popped up here first in my first tab. Wolverine number 10 by Percy Adam Kubert. Just like the bad old days. Uh, Garrett, what do you think about the Wolverine? Uh, Wolverine's good. Um, what issue is this? Sorry. 10. 10. 10. Yeah, issue 9 uh, I thought was pretty strong. Um, you know, we're kind of in this last issue was a lot of fun because it kind of deals with what Wolverine experienced in the past, uh, catching up to his current uh, timeline. Uh, basically he, a set of the premise, one of his hands that he lost in the past is up for auction that has the adamantium intact. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I've been loving it. I think ever since uh, you know we had Omega Red as the first villain, Wolverine has been so awesome. It's been what it had it should have been since he died. 
Did they tell the story of how he got his arm cut off? Not yet. I think that's that will most likely be revealed in this issue because I think it's yeah, it's part of the story. Because I gotta wonder how he got it cut off to begin with. If it's made of adamantium, unless it's from the um, oh, what's that sword? The sword that both he and Stolom had. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's potentially how it could be. Okay. Or it's not even Wolverine's hand. Mm, speaking of Wolverine, bum, bum, bum. X-Men number 18, Jonathan Hickman, uh, Madame Mossar, Inside the Vault. It's been a long time since the team went inside the vault. A long time. On the cover here, I see X-12. X-12? X-12. And uh, X-2? X-12. And some other X-Men here. Uh, Alex, you caught up on the X-Men? God, no. Uh, so everybody, just to let you know, I got a Switch in the last two weeks. Uh, I've been playing Zelda and or Smash Bros. I haven't made any time to read too many books. I did read some stuff, but nothing that's important. Man, that's you, were doing, you were doing so good. Yeah, then I bought that Switch and it really screwed me over. So nothing about the X-Men? No, I haven't. I haven't even read an excellent book. Not even Excalibur. All right, Nothing. it's probably good. Something is killing children. Number fifteen, James <laughs> Tinney the fourth, and uh, where the old deal, Eldron, uh, Eldron. Is that what I meant? Edra. Uh Garrett, what do you think here about something killing the children? So good. I mean, an issue, a series that was meant to be only six issues at first, drawn out to fifteen. Um, I think it's been paced out really well. Um, I'm not sure if this is the finale because they don't really make it clear if it is, but it kind of seems like it is because she's like leaving Wisconsin and going off into the distance. So um, it seems like a finale. And if so, I think that uh, this will be able to wrap up in a pretty neat bow, uh, especially with the holy gruesome last issue, which was 14. So, yeah, if it is the last issue, I'm be sad to see it go. But if it's the end of volume one, hell yeah, bring on volume two. Uh, crossover number four. This is Donny Cates, Jeff Shaw. Uh, kids love chains. Part four. Hey, kids, time for a field trip journey to the strange land of magical Colorado as an intrepid team of heroes searches for a way to shatter the dome and expose the truth behind the event. Also, man, how about that last issue? Pretty crazy, right? Uh, in the last issue. We got a little surprise. Uh, Alex, did you read the last issue? It's it's basically I your did. surprise. I was super excited to see. Uh, spoilers: the paybacks are in this book. It's oh, it was so good. I uh, I even jonesed on the book. That was a weird sentence. I even jonesed. Then told the boys that this book had these guys. It was fantastic. Almost made me want to dig through the uh, mounds and mounds and mounds of books just to reread that series because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like there's a duck uh, also excited somewhere. So, uh, sorry, it's the uh, it's my personal <laughs> assistant. <laughs> uh, I, I I took away his uh, noisemaker. That's fine. I was just making the joke. Uh, Department of Truth number six. You still getting that, Garrett? Or did it finally break you? Uh, nope. This is going to be my last chopping block issue. So we'll see. If this one wows me, staying on. If not, what? Bye. It sounds wow. like there's a new uh, artist, Elsa. Uh, Cherry Tier uh, joins James sitting in the fourth in the Department of Truth to uncover the deep tangled roots of the Department of Truth roots that stretch back to the Middle Ages. What is the Inquisition? Who are the Illuminati? And what the truth? What are the truth? What is the truth behind the Phantom Time 
hypothesis. So, new artist in this book. What do you think here, Garrett? That could be good. Maybe they uh, had enough complaints that people were getting horrible vision from just reading each issue. Cause I get the reason they're doing the art style that way. But I find myself, like, scratching my eyes because I'm just like, fuck, this is just hurting to read. Um, but the story has been interesting. It does jump around quite a bit. Um, and it feels like kind of the men in black, I would say. Um, but there's some pretty cool conspiracy theories so far, but kind of don't know what the big picture of this book is yet. I wish that, uh, I wish we had previews to see it. Like, right. I wish we could see some of the art just to know whether or not I wanted to stay on. I think I dropped off at five. I haven't even read them because the first two issues were so tough to get through. I'm not dedicated like you, Garrett. I'm weak. I go, you know what? Marvin's rubbed off on me. Screw it. Not worth it. <laughs> Ice Cream Man, number 23, W. Maxwell Prince, Martin Moranzo, Late Night Splashes. Alex, what about this book? Are you caught up with this book? I am not, but you know what? I don't think I need to necessarily be caught up on it. Uh, the one thing I always want to say about these covers are fantastic. They're so much fun. And whether or not it's an homage to a late night talk show such as this or the advent calendar one that they had from uh, December, they're always fantastic. They're always so much fun. And the book has its hit or misses on whether or not it's creepy or just kind of a fun, yeah, here's a spoofy story for you. Not spooky, but spoofy with, a, with an F. I've never seen a skeleton look more amused than I do on that cover. I'll tell you that much. So good on some Joker gas in it. Good on Barazzo for the uh, cover there. Uh, Stray Dogs number one. Tony Fleece, Tony Fleece, and Trish uh, Fornson. Tony Fleece uh, from the uh, My Little Con- uh, My Little Pony comic series. He was at Supercon too. Has a five issue Don Bluth style suspense thriller. Uh, about uh, Lady the Tramp meets Silence of the Lambs is scary being a new dog. Sophie can't remember what happened. She doesn't know how she ended up in the house. She doesn't recognize any of these dogs. She knows something terrible happened, but she just can't recall. Wait, where's her lady? So there we go. Stray Dogs, number one. Which, uh, I, when it, I'm going to be honest and honest. When I first clicked on this event, this was Stray Bullets, and like Stray Bullets was starting over. And then I got in here and was like, wait a second, this is straight dogs. All right, never mind. <laughs> uh, another new number one, Two Moons number one, John Akura, Dave Stewart, Valero, uh, Gio Gandavio, Daniel, uh, Rumble, and BPR D writer John Akura is back at the image, back at image with Rising Star Valero G, I'm just going to say, for our new ongoing horror series. This issue starts a long journey of a young Pawnee man named uh, Virgil Morris, a.k.a. Two Moons, fighting for the Union during the Civil War, when he's suddenly confronted with his uh, shamanic, roots. shamanic roots, he discovers horrors far worse than combat as the ghosts of his past reveal the monstrous evil around him. Looking at this art here, it looks pretty great. Uh, that's one check I'm looking for a new horror book. Uh, if you're looking to... Uh, you know, jump in on a book when it's the last of a six of six. Then you go Skull Diggers and Skeleton Boy, number six of six. Jeff Lemire, Tonic Zonic. Uh, this is uh, Garrett. You've been reading this. Holy shit. It is so good. I'm so excited. The first five issues were amazing. Like, best, like, spin off Black Hammer uh, that I've ever read. Like, just so 
fun. I mean, it's kind of like a play off Batman and Robin, but it is just awesome. I love the art. I love the story. It's just really fun. And I, I kind of wish Skulldigger uh, was on the Black Hammer team on like the their team because he's such a great character. But we'll see what happens in this conclusion which god i hope there's more story out with them at some point you heard garrett the uh, book that has a cover of a skull upside down full of blood has a lot of fun so there you go <laughs> uh amazing uh spider-man number 60 obviously you know alex you don't make time for any fucking book except the spider-man i know it nick spencer mark Bagley, peter and mary jane have been through so much that's a bullet point not really Spider-Man has been a consistent strain on them from day one. Well, is that a bullet point? Not even a complete sentence. With the events of the past few months, is there anything left? That's just a question, not a bullet point. But uh, what do you think here, Alex? You know what? This book is fantastic. You know what? That I need to change up that word because fantastic, I think, comes out of my mouth way too often. Uh, it's fabulous. We'll go with a different F word. I just can't get enough Spider-Man. Like Marvin said, I am such a Spidey fan that I binge read all these just three days ago, so that I had something to say about this book. Oh, Can't wait to get this issue. I was actually being sarcastic that you were cut up with that book, but looks like you are. So there you go. I'm full of shit. I just lied to you. <laughs> Dang. Hey, I will say, because I am caught up, that Spider-Man has gotten better. Like, since the Kindred reveal, uh, I was just talking to Hashtag Guest Host 1 about it, because he needs to buy the last, like, three or four issues. Um, and I was telling him, like, it gets better. Like, it's not as shitty as the reveal of Kindred was. Like, hmm. I still out there somewhere? He's still out there. He still gets books. It might be four to five months late, but, hey, could be worse. I get, could not be I get like, one message from months. him, uh, like, once a week. That usually just says, cool. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Uh, he's out there, though. We know he's still, every time something, uh, well, he did post a, uh, there was a trailer for a movie recently. He posted that first. I forgot what that was. It wasn't the Mortal Kombat one. I think that was you, Garrett. It was one before. Yeah. Maybe it was Godzilla. Maybe it was Kong Kong. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's his big next big movie. It's Kong. So. Marvel Voices Legacy number one. Just wanted to throw this out there. This is their Black History uh, issue. Black History Month issue. In Mighty Marvel style, Black Panther, Storm, Blade, Falcon, Ironheart, Luke Cage, Spectrum, and many more. Uh, Hochi Anderson, Danny Lore. Uh, Sean Hill, Valentine Delandro, and Turin Clark on this issue. The Marvel's Voice program is your number one stop for the world outside your window. So don't sleep on this one. So uh, you know, I'm surprised. It's like an oversized kind of anniversary issue, and it's only four ninety nine. So that's it. they don't do that too many times. They actually make it somewhat affordable for usually it's like ten bucks. There you go. So go ahead and pick that up. Uh, New Mutants number 16, Vita Alera, Ron Rice. Rod Rice. Rod Rice, not Ron Rice. Um, to be reborn. Are you guys reading this still? Nope. I'm not caught up with it, so I can't say anything. But, you know, I was actually at the uh, at the uh, Target the other day. It's a nice local store here. And I uh, was waiting in line uh, to check out, obviously, Six Feet Apart. And uh, I had my mask on. And uh, I... Put on the sanitizer right when I got out of that place. Can't even tell. I don't know. People touching everything in there. And um, I look to my right and I see the New Mutants movie on Blu-ray. And I think to myself, being like, A, A, I forgot that movie existed. B, I remember that it existed when I looked at it. But then it was like, oh, I forgot that it came out. 
And then C, I was like, how come this is not on a streaming service already? Like, it, how long has it been since it's been out? It's been like a, what, a year? Because it came out like right after quarantine happened, like March, April. Right? They were like, hey, we'll put it out now. And they were like, <laughs> dude, nobody's going to go to the theaters. Uh, don't you think that would be on something right now? Like Hulu or something? Yeah. It's not, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to take a chance to buy that thing. They were trying to sell that Blu-ray for 22 bucks. You think I'm going to put 22 bucks? Yeah, I was going to say, that thing should be selling for like 5 yeah. Not even 5 Like three ninety nine. <laughs> I'm surprised it's still... Too, uh, Just be handing them out for free. $22. Yeah. I wonder when it actually, actually uh, came out on Blu-ray. Uh, Alex, what do you think is going to be your pick this week? I'm going to go with Stray Dogs number one. <clears throat> I didn't realize it was only going to be a five-issue run, though. That kind of makes me sad. But uh, I haven't seen a lot of Tony Fleece art in a long time, so it'd be nice to see him do a, a five-issue run and and see some dogs. And they, the covers look fantastic. Damn it, I used that word again. It's just your word, man. I, but I don't like it. There's better words than fantastic. Great. No, well, that's not good. So uh, <laughs> I, w- I was uh, incorrect. Uh, the New Mutants... Uh, came out in theaters August because they were like, hey, uh, it's still going on, but maybe it went away and so it'll come out here to the theater. Uh, and I remember they didn't even, they didn't even try to put on VOD. Uh, but the DV, the Blu-ray DVD combo, uh, actually, excuse me, Blu-ray and digital combo, that came out in November. So four months later, still selling full price? Mm. 25 bucks, it says here on Target.com. Oh, wait a second. I found this website. $7. That's the way I'm going to go. Right there. $7. They're trying to make at least, you know, a percentage back of their pro- of their budget. Even $7 seems too high for that movie. Uh, 7 I could at least justify if it was still Blu-ray. Guys, I'm sorry. I, I found a worse one. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, uh, $30 for that Blu-ray, so... <laughs> Jesus, that movie was horrible. I'm surprised, Alex, your pick is going to be Stray Dogs and not uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, since you're playing that. Whoa, whoa. I have full intentions to read at least four books this week. Okay. I did read I did read three yesterday. Uh, Gary can attest I did tell him about Last Ronin. I did read Catwoman for uh, Future State number two, and I read something else that I can't remember. Garrett, what's I'm your proud of you. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Skull Digger Six. I've been uh, waiting for that. I'm not exactly sure why there was like a two to three month gap between issue five and six, um, but super pumped for the finale. And yeah, I wish I could just. Oh God, it was just so good. I just want more of that. And so I hope this isn't the end, but forever. But probably for the time being. I'm gonna go with Dark Detective number four, uh, Future State. So uh, the. I'll be right back, guys. What? Oh, what, what the heck was that? He sounded like he was behind me. Did you hear that? Huh? I swear that guy went into the ether and said, I'll be back, guys. I don't even know if it's Alex. It sounded like somebody else. Anyways, mm-hmm. Dark Detective number four. Uh, that's the one uh, I'm looking forward to. So go ahead and uh, pick up those books. Uh, RainbowComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comic books. It is the one-stop shop for all your comic book card, sports cards, and board game needs. Also, any action figures. You know what we were talking about earlier? You know what they should make, Garrett? Black Hammer hmm. figures. Right? Oh, dude, they totally should. Like pop figures? Uh, like that? I think, I think it's big enough you can sell a few of those. Yeah. Call up Todd McFarlane and say, hey, I got a new toy line for you. 
Hill Black Hammer. Like who would commission. who wouldn't want a walkie a talkie walkie? And uh who wouldn't want, you know, the uh the uh um Colonel Weird? I don't know. Especially yeah, you could do you could do yeah, Colonel Weird, Talkie Walkie and a combo pack and who wouldn't and, who wouldn't mind the actual black hammer? Yeah. Right? Maybe that if uh, the cover of the first scene where they're like looking at his grave, and uh, maybe that'll be the uh, one they can make a little uh, miniature. What do you call it? Setup. Yeah. Uh, Madam Dragonfly in her cabin. I was trying to kill time because our weatherman decided to walk out the back door here. Uh, but I'm going to take over for him and see uh, what's the weather going to be like this week. Weather. Well, you know what? Good thing you asked that. Uh, nice day today. It was uh, about 48 degrees in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 45 tomorrow. Looks like we'll be uh, going up and down the hill uh, for the next week. 45, 38, 39, then back up to 42. And then kind of go downhill, 37, 33, 27 uh, by next Monday. Uh, the only... It, so it seems like this week is going to be nice, and then we'll kind of get back to normal temperatures uh, starting next week. But you know what? It, the, 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 the good weather is on the horizon. I'm saying by uh, the end of next week is the last time you're going to see cold temperatures like that. I'm going to say 30 and, 30 and above from that point on. So, so it's pretty high. Now, high, I'm, listen, high estimate. I'm not a weatherman. I'm not a meteorologist. I didn't go to school for that. That's Alex. And he obviously decided to leave us. And so I'm going off with a little something that I went to school for, you know, called intuition. And uh, that's what that's telling me. So uh, uh, I don't know whether or not that's going to be true. You know what? I, this On this website that I'm at, you can look at last year's weather. So let's go to February. Uh, let's go to March 1st, actually, because next Monday is March 1st. So let me see March 2nd. Last year was 45 degrees. So I think I might be on something here. All right? Mm -hmm. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Today on the show, uh, like we were uh, talking about before, uh, people, you know, uh, some bad weather throughout the uh, states here. And so we're not sure if everybody got their comic books. So we thought we would uh, talk about some other things. And uh, right before the show started, uh, Garrett brought this up. And so I thought, you know what? Good first thing to talk about. And I did... uh, um, bring up an article here to talk about it once he mentioned it. Zack Snyder won't be getting paid for HBO's Max, HBO Max's uh, Justice League. He hasn't even seen Josh Whedon's version. I, and they believe the thing is that his son and his wife went to go see it and they told him, don't go, don't watch it because it's basically not your movie at all. And Yeah, uh, well, and also Christopher Nolan gave him advice not to watch it. Was that who it was? That was that's who I saw. Said, oh, yeah. Producer Christopher Nolan and Deborah Snyder said, don't watch it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't his son. I thought his son was, I literally read it as Nolan and Deborah Snyder. So I was like, yeah, that must be his son. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> as a blunt message for Snyder, they came and they just said, you can never see that movie. Mostly because it's not the movie that he wanted on screen. I believe, like, so the initial movie had 30 minutes of his actual movie and then the rest of it was Josh Whedon's cut. And so now it he added three and a half hours, so it's a four hour uh production. And it's coming out in segments, not like it later it'll come out in one whole movie so you can watch it that way if you want to, but I think it's gonna be in parts like part one, two, three, four. And uh um 
Deborah said you should watch it in parts. Like that's how it's meant to be watched. So, is that so what you're gonna do? are all four parts coming out on the same day, or is it one a week? Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, I will. Let's see. We didn't reportedly shot reshot seventy five percent of the movie. Fans agree. Yada yada. Okay, I'll look it up here. I'll, but Garrett, what do you think about? It? What are you excited for this? Are you hesitant? What are we thinking? Yeah, I am excited because you know I think we all went into Justice League expecting a great movie, and it was a decent movie. Uh, and obviously, there were some flaws. You know, Henry Cavill's mouth for the entire thing was obviously hard to miss. Um, a lot of jokiness, and the one thing that always pisses me off is the end credit scene where not the the one right after the movie ends, where Superman and Flash race each other. And Superman's flying. And I'm like, this race literally makes no fucking sense. Superman is the fastest flyer there is. Okay? Flash is the fastest runner there is. Why in the hell would they make Superman fly and Flash run and race each other? I'm like, the comics had them race each other on foot because they both have super speed. So I just saw that scene and I was like, okay, this was just fucking stupid. But otherwise, the movie was okay. But with Snyder Cut... Just like, you know, we read uh, all those things that he said was going to be in it. Like, you know, so many cameos. And, like, I don't want to, like, get into spoilers here, but, like, probably some Green Lantern stuff. We're going to get Darkseid, first live-action Darkseid. A lot more Cyborg stuff, some more Flash. Because, like, this movie was supposed to kind of, like, kick off all the other superhero movies. And then it obviously didn't do so great. So that it was like, why don't we do our own things for each of these movies now? But... Originally, that was going to kick off a Cyborg movie, a Flash movie, Aquaman, the works. So, uh, you can tell which parts were Zack Snyder's and which were Joss Whedon's. And, oh, yeah, it was very really obvious. I think we even talked about yeah. it in the review. was like, you can definitely tell where the cuts are. Uh, it looks like it, they're all coming out. Yeah, they're all coming out at once, but it's going to be separate into different parts. So, there's like natural okay. breaks in between. So, um, uh, Alex? I mean, I'm still going to watch all four in one night, but cool <laughs> I, I think the one thing is when I think of the Justice League movie I it was hmm, I'm gonna say less than okay it had moments that I enjoyed um, but I have yet to buy it I've yet to watch it again since 2017 mm-hmm. so for me it's I want to see this one just to see what the original plan would have been to see if it is better than the original but it's going to be one of those things where I also get, I, you know, I'll watch one episode or one issue of it at a time and then be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to go on. It's not something I need to probably binge, especially if it's going to be, what, almost four hours long? It is four hours long. Um, the way that I am with this is like, I remember when the, the initial cut came out or the one we saw in theaters, I remember thinking it was okay. And I think that's the way we kind of phrased that review. It was like, eh, it's all right. But it, I've like Alex just stated, I've never watched it again since then, so obviously I didn't... I mean, it was, like, the okay right towards being bad. Like, it, it definitely had no kind of rewatch value. It, like, I literally was like, well, at least it wasn't, like, fucking horrible. Um, but I, I feel like because all this footage was shot and initially supposed to be the movie, like, he only reshot, what, 30 minutes of it, and the rest of it is stuff he had already. And so... The 30 minutes that he shot are basically to kind of weave it all together, uh, add a couple things here and there. 
which would have initially been done during the initial uh, shooting during reshoots anyways, because they always do that when they got to go back and catch more things. But unfortunately, he had the uh, at the time had a, a family emergency, so he couldn't continue. And so uh, I am very interested to see the old footage. And I, I don't I'm not a super fan of Snyder's look. Like when I watched that trailer, the first thing I thought was, man, this guy, guy hates fucking color. Like he literally makes everything look, look the same. But at least it'll be his version. And I feel like the initial Justice League feels like two different movies. And for that reason, like it does never feels necessarily like we're seeing anything that was put out intentionally. It feels like they just did what they could with it. And we're like, hey, here you go. Like, here's the fucking movie. And so at least this will be one cohesive vision is Zack Snyder's. Uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to come back. I am going with an open mind. I'm probably not going to binge it like Garrett is, but I also will, uh, like, maybe watch like one a day or something like that and, and take a look at it. But um, I'm also very confused about this movie. Like, there's initial, uh, not initial, but there's been a lot of uh, stuff coming out about it, like the Joker's back in it, Jared Leto as the Joker, and some other things that I've seen and just being like, ah, I'm not sure. Like, is it really going to be just like everything in this movie? Like it's four hours too long for a movie. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the whole parts thing makes sense, but I mean, to tell an epic battle story, you know, I mean, obviously uh, DC is not going to have the uh, opportunity that Marvel has to make, you know, five to seven movies at a time before their big team up movie. Cause they were trying to do catch up. Um, I don't know. I feel like that. I think it's still doable. Like it's, you know, we watched Batman vs Superman, the theatrical cut. And we watched the director's cut or the extended edition. And it's like, it all makes, it makes way more sense because literally the cuts that were made were like <laughs> points of exposition that like ruined the plot. Cause you're just like, why the fuck would they do that? And then, do you remember like, oh, because there's this thirty second scene that you cut from the movie. So, do you remember that Aquaman scene when when Bruce comes and tries to recruit him, and how the scene we saw inside of the restaurant bar, whatever it was, uh, had a very different tone versus when they walked outside of it. Like outside of it, Aquaman was very jokey, and uh, inside he was very much this brooding kind of uh, uh, monster. Not the right word, but. He definitely was intimidating. And you remember was that juxtaposition of being like, who the fuck's this guy who walked out of there? That's what the guy I just saw. And yeah, it, it was. It literally is that jarring. So I think that's mainly where I'm coming from. Me, like, at least I won't experience that anymore. At least it'll be one thing. <laughs> you know, I do blame Whedon for uh, Aquaman, all the hell yeah, my man, dude, yeah. You know, like all those <laughs> in the movie. I'm just like, God, kill me. You remember he uh, did the surfboard? On that guy through the building. Oh, yeah. He wrote him like a surfboard. You know, <laughs> Aquaman. He was like, what can this guy do? Can he surf? Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be on HBO Max. So, I mean, and I'm going to pay. Obviously, I'm not paying anything to watch it. So, that also factors into it. Like, I think if I had to pay for this, I would think twice. Uh, and they probably would make it like 30 bucks because it's four hours long. But uh, uh, since it's going to be HBO Max and I have access to that, I'll just watch it on there. It won't. I think that'll help untaint my view 
because it's it's going to be a little um easier to digest, I'll say. So there we have that. Go ahead, Garrett. Oh, I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, I'm really in it for the Superman stuff just because I feel like that storyline got kiboshed pretty badly um, with the reshoots and whatnot. Uh, and, like, the black suit Superman is going to be awesome to see. Um, but also, you know, with Batman, like, Ben Affleck, like, I think this will give him a chance to, like, really show off what his Batman could have been. Uh, and I did see an article that, Depending on how this goes, uh, there might be a future Justice League project for Zack Snyder. You know, take that at what you will. But I'm uh, I'm excited because I'm just excited for the possibility. Like, you know, if someone really, I know he does the dark. Like Joss Whedon, I give him the color scheme because like Superman with color like looks amazing. And then you go to the Snyder movies, and it's like maroon and navies and whatnot. But I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited to get into uncharted territory and like you know after this. Besides the Superman TV show coming out, you're never going to see Superman in a movie for quite a while. It's going to be at least five, ten years. I thought Harry Henry Campbell still going to stick around. He is, but he's only doing cameos in other movies, so he's not going to do his own feature film. They haven't announced a feature film anyways for like a Man of Steel two or anything. I think my only my only problem I've ever had with the 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 DC stuff and why I don't feel as excited about this is that I wish that they weren't trying to catch up to Marvel. I wish they were doing movies for the fans of these characters. Like, you know, we're going to start at one, or we're going to have the Justice League already established, and like you said, branch out from there. It just kind of rubs me wrong that we're we're feeling so rushed that we're not taking our time to get somewhere. We're already ten movies in, and I have not enjoyed any of them to watch more than once, other than maybe Wonder Woman. And the first two-thirds of that is fantastic. I have yet to see Aquaman. Uh, Alex, speaking of which, what did you think of the Wonder Woman 1984? I strongly disliked it. <laughs> is that what you're talking about, the first two-thirds, or are you talking about the original? The original, sorry. Oh, okay. So, 84, you didn't like it at all? I, you know what? There was... I liked the bad guy choice of Cheetah, but I don't like how we got there. I liked when she was there, when she was actually Cheetah in her animal form and then she got taken out in you know 30 seconds uh i will well, cgi is expensive I, alex what cgi is expensive can't be on the screen that one <laughs> well we spent a lot of it on making other things happen in that movie that if you're gonna build up a, a bad guy let her at least hang out for 10 minutes hey man that invisible jet was awesome <laughs> just you know, I I did I teared up at the end of the movie when we finally see uh, Lord find his kid and like, oh, and the son's like, oh, I wish that you'd come back. And he goes, yeah, that's not why I came back. I came back because I was a dick of a dad, uh, and I should be replaced. I know that's not anywhere near the words, but I cried, and then I was like, yeah, you're still a prick. Go to <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was okay. It's definitely way too long, and there's definitely scenes in which I roll my eyes at. Uh, mm-hmm. Cheetah being mostly uh, it. Um, Maxwell Lord, I thought that um, uh, Pedro did a good job of Maxwell Lord. I thought he was very interesting and actually did enjoy that. Spoilers, that he didn't really doesn't like die or anything like that. So he's still around and can still be probably the next Justice League villain whenever they plan to do a Justice League 2. Um, 
if they don't decide to keep going along with uh, Zack Snyder's, depending on how good that is. Uh, but it definitely seems like a villain in the future that they can go back to in use, especially since the movie kind of really uses powers, but not really. Like, it's it's not really how Maxwell Lord uh, operates. And so, like, they still have the chance of going back and actually doing that. Uh, but I thought, I mean, here's the thing, and I know you're going to think this is fucking crazy, Alex. I watched it twice. Uh, I watched it when it came out at Christmas, and then I watched it the next day. I only I watched it twice, though, because when I watched it on Christmas, I was around, it was like playing when there were a bunch of people around, and I was watching it, and like I understood that everything was going on, but I also feel like uh, I also like didn't watch it 100%. And so the second time I watched it, I actually like sat down and watched it, watched it. And I realized that I had seen the whole thing, um, uh, but I didn't have uh, the audio the first time really that loud. So like getting the music and the dialogue, I actually like some of the dialogue was uh, definitely not great. And I actually think that it made me like it less the second time I watched it. But the first time I remember thinking, oh, this is good. And the second time I was like, oh, it's okay. But. It definitely is not. I, it's, I, I think they completely screwed up Cheetah. Um, and also that end fight was like totally not earned. Like it just is like, I'm going to get this armor and then come fight you. And does nothing to the plot. Okay. I still do so, think that out of these new slated movies that Aquaman's still the best one. But that's only because it feels like that one actually has a director. And feels like the story is like... Wonder Woman also did feel like three movies combined into one. And uh, and so it's a little weird. And also it's set in 1984, but not like nothing really happens like that shows you that it's 1984. Besides, you know, they have poofy hair and, and, and talk about the clothes. But beyond that, I wouldn't know that movie's in fucking 1984. I'll tell you that much. Um, so I think Aquaman is the most uh, consistent out of the DC movies. And that makes it the best. Uh, is it good? Well, it depends when what kind of attitude I'm in when I'm watching it. Have I seen? I've like seen it on TV and sat down and watched it, and the action scenes hold up. I don't know whether or not the stuff in between does, but uh, uh, I definitely. Are you talking about? Are you saying Aquaman? Yeah, yeah. I like everything about Aquaman except for Aquaman. <laughs> like I just think like the parts where he's just like my man, yeah, okay, or like I just I don't know. Not there for me. But uh, otherwise, I thought like the supporting characters, and I love uh, what's his name, uh, Patrick Wilson. Uh, yeah, Patrick Wilson. Owl man. Hell yeah. Oh, he's pretty great. Now you say hell yeah. I, you it's, are Aquaman. It's, it's in the brain. <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed tonight and go hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look over at your dog. He, he's gonna squeak the duck, and you'll be like, my man. Um, <laughs> Uh, going to something uh, more relevant than the old uh, Aquaman movie. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we tangent. Uh, we'll t- we're going to talk about WandaVision, so spoilers for WandaVision uh, coming up here. If you have not cut up, we're talking about episode 7. Uh, so WandaVision episode 7 called Breaking the Fourth Wall was set in the 2000s, like 2000s single cam kind of sitcoms. But you hear a lot of people being like, hey, it was like Modern Family, which is true. The, the, uh, interview part of it and that and the uh elizabeth olsen was kind of playing up being that kind of character but i i I looked when i was watching i was like 
it can't be only Modern Family because that came out like late 2000s and it did 2009. So like it barely meets this 2000 kind of thing. They've been doing this by decades. It actually a lot it seems a lot more to me <clears throat> just because uh, my wife used to watch the show all the time. So I watched a lot of it too. It really seems more like Desperate Housewives, uh, which actually makes more sense that she's a Desperate Housewife at this point because uh, her husband is trying to betray her and she doesn't know uh, what to do. And so a lot of that in, in, in Desperate Housewives, one of the main characters has twins. And so like it, a lot of it in the music was definitely Desperate Housewives. So I've seen everywhere. I've read a bunch of things about these episodes and not one place mentions so it. It's like Desperate Housewives. So I want to throw that out there first off uh, to show people I am a true fan of the D-Dub. All right. Uh, so in this episode, we kind of get the twins going off with Agna. Uh, Agna? Agnes. 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 Excuse me. Spoilers. Uh, Agnes uh, going off with her uh, so that uh, um, Wanda can have a date to herself. And uh, meanwhile, on the outside, we get uh, Monica trying to get back inside the hex. Uh, she ends up getting inside of it and uh, doing a little transformation. Uh, and she uh, goes in. Turns out she got some powers now, which uh, uh, I thought they were pretty well done for that show. I gotta say one thing about this whole damn show: the whole thing is that for as a, on a production level, it's fucking amazing that in 2021 we can have a TV show with this level of quality that it seems like a fucking seven-hour movie so far. Not even it's not that they all have been an hour; they've been like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, but. It's, this whole thing seems like a fucking movie. Like, none of the CGI looks bad. None of, like, everything looks like it would in a movie. And uh, uh, they made this series has made me excited for all the MCU uh, TV series that are going to be on Disney+. Plus. Whereas before this started, I was like, Loki? Why the fuck would I watch that? Like, I really, like I like a character, but for his own show? And, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier, even that, I was like... Eh, can they make it good though? Like all these series, I was like, is it gonna be good though? And this was the one I was looking forward to the most. But after watching this, I was like, I'm pretty sure and I, then that trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier came out. I was like, oh, they're all gonna be this high level, you know, uh, show. They're not just, you know, turning down the volume because it's on TV. And technically it's not on TV, it's on Disney Plus. But uh, uh I think it one of the things that makes this great is that it, it still feels part of that same universe. It doesn't feel like you know, when you, uh, unfortunately, back in the old days of Jeff Loeb being in charge of the TV stuff, you went to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're like, oh, yeah, this is a TV show. Like, you could tell. It's a TV show. And uh, now, though, it's just like, oh, this is the same kind of quality. So what do you guys think about uh, Episode 7 of WandaVision? I liked it. I think, uh, you know, we're kind of getting uh, into the end game catch my drift but uh i uh i enjoy it you know i think uh it's setting up a lot for the next phase of marvel to be totally honest like we got um monica and like for all you comic book nerds out there if you know who the superhero photon is i mean she's kind of that's who monica rambo is in the comics is photon so uh you might that's probably who she's turning into is um, she also Spectrum? Yep, she's in Spectrum too. So, okay. um, and then yeah, I mean Vision. I think I love the uh, bit about last issue. Where he's like, "Who's the Avengers?" You know, <laughs> like, 
Like, it's crazy to see that he uh, uh, basically is just this husk that's been giving essence from Wanda. So I just, it was just fun. And, like, I knew that there was something going on with uh, Catherine Hahn, you know, as uh, Agnes. And, you know, the rumor was who she, I mean, I don't know if should I spoil it. I'm sure everyone. Yeah. Seen it by now, but Agatha Harkness, you know, uh, a witch. Uh, the narrator of the Vision storyline from Tom Taylor's run, if I'm not mistaken. Not Tom Taylor, sorry. Uh, Tom uh, King. Uh, Tom King's Vision. Um, so, I don't know. I'm excited. I think that uh, I was expecting, you know, when we got Pietro in the uh, show, that it was going to be like a multiverse kind of thing. Because, you know, the Doctor Strange movie's coming out in the future. But, uh, I don't know. It seems like magic uh, and the uh, oh, what's it called? Is it? It's not the tree of life. What's the tree that uh, Yggdrasil? Yggdrasil, yeah. So it seems like that might be a way to. I don't know. There's just so much going on where it doesn't seem like it. You know, I just remember watching the first two episodes, and every time I'd watch an episode, it'd be like seventy-five Easter eggs you missed in episode one, and I was like. I just watched that motherfucker. Like, no way was there 75 Easter eggs. And it's like, yep, here's all 75. I'm like, oh my god. Did you stay around for the uh, mid-credit scene? Yes, yep. yes I did. Little Pedro in the background knocking him out. Yeah. So obviously he's working with uh, uh, Agatha and not really real, I guess you would say. So even though it's a nice, cool little cameo, it's not really like her brother's back. Right. Well, who's and, to say that he's not? Well, I mean, maybe maybe she, she resurrected can, this one from a different world. Well, it doesn't mean and, that uh, she can't, for instance, make this stuff around when she's gone. It just means that. Well, initially, so initially, uh, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is the fuck's his name? Vision? No, 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 uh, Evan Peters. Quicksilver. Pietro. Quicksilver usually is a villain, so like makes sense. Like, I mean, he does turn out to be like I think the uh he's been good and bad, but I think majority of the time he is known as a bad guy. So like if he still existed after this and he was a bad guy, that certainly does fit that kind of mold. Like they kind of tried to do that with Hawkeye in the first movie because Hawkeye originally was a villain and then he turned good. And so in the first Avengers movie, they're like, Well, let's make him evil. Uh, and then he'll be good, just like the comics myth. Well, you didn't have to include that, I guess. But, like, you don't have to make everything the same. But at least if they wanted to do that, they have that option now that he isn't good. And he can stay around and then become good. So, True. Looking forward, I believe. How many do we have? Ten? Nine? Is it ten nine. or nine? So nine. Okay. Two left. Two more. I mean, who knows? The last two might be super long. They might be super short. Uh, this one, I believe, was like 35 minutes long. It always tricks you because those credits are like 10 minutes long. So yeah, have you guys been seeing that viral thing online about all the 10 minute credits? They're just like, motherfuckers, you lied to us. Uh, I actually looked last time because I was just like, when I got to the end, I was like, there's seven minutes left in this motherfucker. Were you telling me that this is all credits? And what I usually did in the prior ones is that I would fast forward through the credits just to make sure there was nothing in there. And then this time when I did it, I saw that scene. I was like, oh, it's where I wound it. And then I watched it. Um, but they uh, got my eyes open, Marvel. I know you guys do that shit, and you try to trick me, like waiting until the episode seven to do it for the first time. And then I kind of like second thought myself, and I was like, "Did they do that before?" I just like went too fast for them, and so I kind of looked back, and I they did not. So they fucked me over there, too, Marvel. Um, 
I have thoroughly enjoyed this whole series. Like you said, Marvin, the production value in this show is essentially a movie, a very long extended movie that I just can't get enough. I've actually watched the series twice because I had originally watched it by myself and then I uh, showed it to my, my wife and my mother-in-law and there's things that I notice, and the acting is so fantastic that these characters just, it almost feels real. It feels like I am outside the hex watching this show and it makes it that much more enjoyable and to know that the rest of the shows hopefully hold up to this standard and I suppose when you've got Disney backing you, you can pay whatever the hell you need to to make it as fantastic as you want it to be. Uh, speaking of fantastic, maybe that's why it's been stuck in my head. I had I I didn't know who Agatha Harkness was, and so I actually just looked up her name and find out that uh, she was not part of the Fantastic Four, but was helping Franklin at one point in time. Made me excited to think that oh maybe down the line we oh, I know we're gonna get Fantastic Four. But to know that this could be that segue into such a thing. They did announce they're working on Fantastic Four. And so rumors are going around on who they're casting for things. But nothing solid right now, but that's definitely something that is going around right now. Um, yeah, and uh, how funny is Darcy as? She's oh, good. She's pretty good. She's you know what? Fantastic. This uh, series, I love that they brought back a bunch of people that were like side characters and all things and kind of made this story like it that's what makes it feel like still part of the same universe is like these people all existed prior to this and now they're all meeting for this one thing and so it makes it feel like it's still a real world so speaking of which alex uh since you brought up the uh fantastic four we have wandavision now uh and then we have falcon and the winter soldier that's march 19th i believe wandavision ends the week before so uh, you will not be without uh, any Marvel uh, for the rest of the year, I think, believe. Uh, Black Widow is May 7th, which I don't know if that's going to happen still. Like, that's obviously their goal. But May seems a little too early for a movie to be in theaters at this point. And I believe the uh, uh, speculation or, like, maybe uh, sources say that Kevin Fahey does not want to go the route of putting Marvel movies on Disney+. Plus. Because he feels like it devalues them and he wants to have them in theaters. And so that's why we haven't had this in theaters. Um, but May 7th, I feel like that might get pushed back. If it doesn't, it might be one of those scenarios like the New Mutants where they just put it out and see what happens with it. I don't know. Like I feel like if, if Marvel caves and doesn't uh, stick with the movie theaters, like movie theaters are over. They're done. Like I just don't think they could survive. Like Marvel is kind of like their last hope. They can get Black Widow on the big screen and like get people back in the theaters. That's probably the only way, but... And then we have. Yeah, I think if they just if you go to theaters and you have it be where they, providing we're still in COVID and not everyone can get their shots or their vaccinations, you know what? You make it where you only sell the theater to fifty people. You're going to sell theaters out from weeks on end because people can't all go at the same time. So of course you're going to. There's still money to be made. You just got to do it the right way. Also, in May Loki series will be on. That's the the uh, spoilers Infinity War. Um, Endgame. Uh, Loki grabs the Tesseract and goes back in time. So the series is him going back in time, running away from the Time Variance Authority, uh, the extra-dimensional timeline protecting bureaucracy. And so it's him going throughout time, trying to evade them, uh, trying to stop him going through time. So there you go. Owen Wilson's uh, MCU debut. Is he going to be part of the Time Variance Authority? 
Yeah, he's in Loki. He's, uh, you see him in the trailer. He's like in an elevator with him. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, July 9th. That's going to be their July movie. Uh, I haven't seen anything about that at this point, but then again, uh, do they need to? Like, 2021 is going to be a weird year where, like, obviously it's up in the air when things go back to normal, if at all this year. Uh, And so, like, what's the first movie out the gate that has the benefit of being like, all things are back to normal, we can increase capacity in these theaters to near 100%. To be that first like blockbuster, just because it is the first fucking thing, people are like I need to get out of this fucking house and do something. So if it just turns out by July we are in that state, Chang Chi might come out, which a lot of people, you know, it's a character that not a lot of people know about. Obviously, from listening to the show, you know that I, I love my Chang Chi. So uh, I'm excited for this, and I would love to see that do big business. So Eternals November fifth, uh, Spider Man three December seventeenth. And then the Hawkeye TV show in late 2021, along with the Miss Marvel uh, TV show. Uh, the Spider-Man one, I was thinking, um, are they filming that? They're filming right now, yeah. Oh. It just seems like that's like way too soon for this movie to be coming out. Like, when did two come out? Uh, 2019. 2019. I guess in normal circumstances, this would be a normal kind of wait for that movie, but... I guess 2020 just seems like a we lost a year, so it feels like it just came out. Um, so there you go. That's the Marvel kind of lineup for the upcoming year. I'm excited. Like, like I was just stating, like last year feels like it was a big uh, wipe, and we lost uh, kind of a year, especially uh, not in terms of like time or what we did with that time, but in terms of how things were normal with movies and stuff and TV shows, even to a certain point. It just feels nice to actually have a uh, a slate in front of me. Like this, and mean like this is most likely to happen. Not guaranteed, obviously, but I am excited to finally see us move forward with this because it's been, besides, yeah, you said it, 2019 for Spider Man, which was what July that year. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. been not long since we've had a Marvel movie, and so this kind of pause from Endgame seems uh, like a longer wait than we would have had to um, gone through. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Hey, uh, Garrett, you sent me a, mm-hmm. uh, sent us a message earlier about a new comic book coming out. And I know this is about TV and movies, but uh, why don't you let us know what that comic is? Because it sounds pretty cool. Uh, so, Batman the Dark Knight. Uh, I was looking at the April solicits because I was just, uh, I was talking about Green Lantern. And I was like, what's that Green Lantern comic? Because I thought Robert Vendetti was coming back to write it, but it's actually Jeffrey Thorne with art by Dexter Soy. But I saw. So there's going to be a six-issue series, Batman the Dark Knight, number one, written by Tom Taylor with art by Andy Kubert. Uh, here's the solicit. An epic tale begins that will take Batman on a harrowing, action-packed European adventure in a new miniseries by superstar creators Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert. Horrific tragedy in the United Kingdom sends a very personal and deadly message to the Dark Knight, one that will draw Batman out of Gotham City to investigate. From the moment he lands in Europe, Batman will face a difficult investigation, and heard of adversaries and find the assistance of a partner once more, all in the hunt for a villain known as Equilibrium. New villains, new allies, a thrilling overseas adventure begins for the Dark Knight, starting with an exercise 26-page debut story. That's exercise 26 pages? Yep. I guess uh, more than 22. And uh, guess what I saw? So a couple below it, they're doing a Batman and Scooby-Doo mysteries comic, and they're drawing the fucking line. At two ninety nine, baby. 
for the first issue. For the first issue, two ninety nine on a wow. comic book. Can you believe it? In three years. What? When was the last time they did the two ninety nine? Uh, was yeah, when Rebirth started. Right. God. Speaking of DC, uh, one more thing that I wanted to kind of bring up uh, is that uh, speaking of HBO Max, which we spoke of earlier in the uh, podcast, um, they've been getting a lot of DC stuff over from DC Universe since DC Universe is gone now, and it's DC. What's it called? DC Infinite. Uh, I think that's what it's called. I think that's what it's going to be called. Yeah. Uh, it it's out there now. It just it, it debuted like I got an email about it like two weeks ago. So basically, what happened is that. DC decided to move all the TV movie content over to HBO Max. Uh, well, DC didn't decide that. It, uh, Warner Brothers said. Uh, Warner Media. And uh, uh, DC instead are doing DC Infinite, which is uh, like Marvel Unlimited. They're doing DC Infinite. Uh, and they have a bunch of comics. And actually, uh, Garrett, you can like go on there and browse but in, and not have to have a, a login. And they have way more comics than they did on DC Universe. I feel it's almost comparable to what's on Marvel Limited right now. And so that actually was like for me being like, oh, okay. But I know what happens with that. I get Marvel like I, I used to have Mary, I used to have Marvel Limited. I never read anything because I'm really behind yeah. out of my books right now. I'm not gonna go back and read them. It was always cool to go back every once in a while and be like, hey, let me read that one issue. Um But I'm glad that that's out there. But um Warner Media's moving all the content to HBO Max and so the Batman animated series, the whole thing's on there. Beware the Batman, uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, uh, Superman. Uh, Young Teen, Justice. Young Justice, Teen Titans is on there. Most of the movies. Uh, I think just like the newest movie is not on there, but all the rest of them are. Like even that Batman, like Samurai one that they had came out a couple years ago. Like that's mm-hmm. even on there. And then even like DC movies, like the, the Fantastic brought up on the show over and over and over again, whether it be a game or we talked about it, Steel, that's on there. And uh, there's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good uh, stuff on there now so like it used to be I remember when HBO Max first launched and I went to that DC hub that's what they call it and I went there and I'm being like I remember being like oh this is it it seems like it's like five movies and six TV shows but now when I go there I'm just like Jesus how would I ever watch all this stuff um, and then you have what Harley Quinn which is a brand new series you have Stargirl which I watched the first episode of and I really liked uh, the first episode um, that's a Jeff John series and yeah uh, uh, I've watched the whole season one. It's great. It's a great. Okay, I gotta finish it. Peacemaker. Uh, we have that. Is that his name Peacemaker. I keep making up his name. Yeah, it's Peacemaker. Uh, he's gonna have his own TV show coming out here soon. Green Lanterns is gonna be a TV series coming out soon. They have that Gotham series coming out. The uh, Gotham PD. Um, whenever the Batman movie comes out, I don't know when the fuck that's coming out. Uh that wasn't in the slate. And uh, you know all their other shows like Titans is coming back and. And not Swamp Thing, though, R.I.P. Uh, but Titans. And then there's one more. What's, what's the other show they were doing? Uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Like, that's all on there, too. So uh, that's been kind of something that uh, I've been, like, picking random episodes of, like, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, or Batman, or Teen Titans, or Young Justice, and just, like, showing them to my kids. And uh, uh, we watched a Justice League Unlimited episode the other day, and uh, they very much enjoyed it. It's when Lex Luthor takes over uh, Flash's body, so uh, it's uh, pretty good. Which is funny because in that in that series, Garrett, you'll know this. In the the Justice League Unlimited series, Matthew Rosenberg does the voice of Flash, 
and he it plays Lex Luthor in Smallville. So is that same Rosenberg? Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, that's it. So yep. I find it funny because Lex takes over his body, but then it's Matthew doing the voice still because he's in Flash's body. So he plays Lex again. Crazy. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> uh, just made me laugh. But he's good as a Flash in that series. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something if you're looking for something to, uh, you know, wet that whistle, DC whistle before that Snyder Cut comes out. There's a lot of stuff on it for you to watch. Uh, so now all the animated stuff, pure gold. I, could, I mean, animated series, Batman, fantastic. Unlimited, fantastic. Teen Titans, awesome. Uh, I, I'm still not sold on that Snyder Cut. Alex. Yo. What about that Batman Beyond, though? It's all on there. I need to watch that. That's that is out of my wheelhouse. I have never seen an episode of oh that show. God, I would just kill to be in your shoes to watch that for the first time all over. Again. I don't. That's I'll weird. It, I'll put it on my queue. That's weird that uh, you've never seen it, Alex. You seen everything nope, else? I guess I've seen no, everything else. I guess there's no team and team. Missed out on. If it was team and team beyond it right now. No, that's not even true because you won't even watch team and T three. Nope, haven't. <laughs> That's on there to too. That. Uh, next mutation with uh, Venus de Milo. Garbage. Don't watch it. Don't worry about it. You don't need to watch it. I've seen it. When I was I've seen it too, and it was shit. Yeah, they rode fucking motorcycles. Um, yeah, that's how I do it. That's, I mean, if I was a turtle, I'd ride a motorcycle. <laughs> I would do the most obvious things so people can see me rather than go in the sewers and be stealth. What am I, a ninja? Uh, they are. Um, so there we go. That's the. Uh, did anybody have anything else you want to bring up? Yes. Yeah, cool. Um, gu- guys, it's been 10 years since the finale of Smallville. And uh, oh, well, yeah. by the time this show comes out, I think it will this be released on Wednesday or Thursday, I think. Uh, maybe Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday? Okay. Well, if it is Tuesday, you'll be have the chance today. They are starting the new Superman and Lois TV show with a two-hour premiere event where the pilot episode is an uh, hour and a half. And there's a half-hour special following it um, with, uh, oh, I, Tyler Hoechlin playing uh, Clark Kent Superman and uh, Elizabeth Tullock playing Lois Lane. And basically, they're moving to Smallville. Um, not the same farm, unfortunately. Hey, do you remember Garrett when you filmed this? Oh, yes! <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> yes! Yes! Yes. I ask you to remember one thing. Your abilities may be of my blood, but it is your time in Smallville with Jonathan and Martha Kent and all the people there that made you a hero, Connor. Yes! Yes! Down the suit! Fly like the wind! <laughs> you know what, Garrett? Uh, from not actually watching that video, uh, it does sound like it could have been you. I know. Well, the one you always played, Marvin, is when he's doing the run out at the end of the. Oh, yeah, right here. Like, and here the guy go. goes, Yes! 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 Come on! Come on! Oh, yeah! Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, man! Oh, America! America is beautiful! Oh, the home of the brain! Oh, yeah! <laughs> yes! <laughs> well okay so anyways uh yeah but uh superman and lois yeah that's over 
Um, but uh, this show is taking place where uh, Superman has some teenage kids, and they're kind of doing Jonathan and Damien without uh, having Damien like be his own character. They basically have a set of twins, one that's going to be probably get Superman's powers, and the other one that's probably not. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I recommend everyone watch the trailer. There was a trailer that was just... There was two trailers. A teaser trailer, which is shit. But then they did, like, an actual trailer that was great. Like, I don't know what they were trying to do with the teaser trailer. It was, like, legit horrible TV show uh, trailer. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'll be watching it uh, live starting at, I think it's 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock Central Time. But, uh, yeah, I I look forward to it. He's got a new costume. Um, Going to be a new cast. Uh Superman all the way. There we go. Superman all the way. Superman and Lois. Does it kind of weird you out that it's not, you know, they had the original series, Lois and Clark, and you now it's called Superman and Lois? Why isn't it Clark? Yeah. Why isn't it Clark and Lois? Yeah. Because it's more about Superman, right? Lois and Clark is more about Clark, I feel like. So, uh, you know, I heard it's good. So I hope that it, I mean, usually those shows are good for two seasons and then, uh, Something happens where they can't get <laughs> over some sort of romance, but at least that's built into this. Like you know, it's him and Lois. So there uh, we go. Comics dot com is the website. Go there and subscribe to the show. Also, go there and click on the button to go to the website and buy a t shirt. Uh, very cool out there. Might want to buy a sweatshirt. Alex, you don't know. I did the weather for you, and uh, it's uh, looking like a nice week. But then we get back into the cold temps, and so I, I recommend a, a, a long sleeve. Maybe a, a hoodie when we get to that 20 degrees and, you know, however you feel, however, wherever you're at. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Also, go to WednesdayComics.com and subscribe to the podcast. Different ways you can do that. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, whatever is your poison picket. Uh, also, go to Twitter. Go to at WednesdayComics. Use our Twitter at Garot2188. Let him know what you thought about his reaction to Smallville 10 years ago. At... Alex Pastrallo and <laughs> at Marvin underscore Sal Guero. Uh, make sure also when you're at Wednesday Comics on Twitter, you take a look at the video I posted in case you want to see Garrett's reaction in full. That is on there too. So, uh, we have a book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Dark Avengers Volume. I'm going to call it one issues one through six. Uh, by Michael Bendis and art by Diodato Jr. Read it. The first team up we've had in a while. Teaming up with the comic book look. There you go. 605-215-1849. That's the phone number to call and leave voicemail. Or always anytime, go to WednesdayComics.com and leave a message when you click on the message button on there. Roots of the Swamp Thing.com, your definitive source for all things swampy. Holland Files number five, currently on stands today. Go ahead and order your copy at Roots. Of the swamp thing.com, and I'm sure our other sponsor, RainbowComicsAndCards.com, has a few that you can snag up from the shelves. Uh, it's but there, when you find it over there, it's like a nice little gem. If you want to guarantee your copy, you go to rootsofswampthing.com and uh, order it from there. So, another day, another dollar, magic, magic, hear them holler. So, uh, I don't know what that is, I just made it up, and uh, I think I just put a spell on somebody, and uh, hopefully, uh, it's nobody, nothing bad happens to anybody, right, Alex? You know what? Positive vibes. Be as excited for your week as Garrett was for Smallville and that ending. <laughs> America, America the beautiful. You heard him. Yes. Don the cape. 
that's what I'm going to say whenever I need to hype myself up. Don the cape. Become who you were meant to be. I believe that's the next word. I used to know that whole thing. Uh, and it, it still holds up to this day. So go ahead and go watch that. For Wednesday Comics, my name is Mark. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy. Keep turning those pages. Memories we've been shared. Magic moments.